On the Milk Road podcast today, I want to start by thanking our featured guest, Alistair Chong, for giving me a second chance. And I thank Alistair for this second chance because the first chance that I had to interview Alistair resulted in me doing a poor job because my skills to interview him then were weaker than they are now. But Alistair, being the flexible serial entrepreneur that he is, agreed to give me a second chance. And since then, I've learned that my job is to ask Alistair the right questions about what you and I want to know or need to know, because Alistair can easily teach us so much knowledge that's unique to him and his network. So on that note, I won't slow our learning process down any further. From the year or so that it already took me by asking our first used question, Alistair, how's it going in Hobart today? Actually, it's beautiful. I'm looking outside. It's supposed to get to 25 degrees and it's sunny. <laughs> oh, lovely. Cool. Hey, so um, you told me that you were either looking at, beginning, or just on the journey to start a new business. Uh, I'm keen to hear about it. Tell me. Yes. So, look, thank you, Adam, for having me. Um, I I would say I'm maybe a serial entrepreneur. I don't know if that's the right word to use yet because I haven't made it yet, obviously. Um, but um, yeah. so right. I, I actually started. <laughs> I actually started my first business. I say call it the business hobby money maker when I was probably about twelve years old or thirteen years old in high school. Decided to sell computers and build build and sell computers to have a bit of pocket money. But then more recently, I've studied accounting through Utah's, then worked at Deloitte, um, and actually started up a, a organization called Corp Secretary Australia, um, which looks at um, providing secretarial services for large organizations, SMEs, and a number of publicly listed companies, which I've worked with in the past. Okay, um, sorry, th- what was that organization again it's you called said? Corp, Corp Secretary. And you started C-O-R. that organization? Yep. Yeah, so okay. that's that's mine. That's me, myself, and I um, okay. at the moment. And I've had a couple of people um, with contracts um, used to actually work for a, a listed ASX listed company, looking at textiles. So they would create textiles in Asia and then sell them. They were the largest providers of leggings and cotton t-shirts to Walmart, Kmart, Target, and Lidl and Macy's. Okay, so this this picture behind (laughs) me of this uh, root of trade investment and culture where you're moving uh, value out, you were were early on that idea, the doing. My goal, absolutely. So I, yeah. Well, that was pretty much like, uh, for you, that was not a big um, leap. Where, where some people would be like, uh, I don't even want to think about exporting out of Tasmania. It sounds like you were already out of Australia. Yes, actually, to be honest. Well, yes and no. So I kind of fell into it. Having grown up in Singapore, I, well, yeah, no doubt. I was made I'm, aware I'm not saying of, why. I was, I'm just saying it was yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was made aware of the company and, and they said, well, we need this done. Most, I say not all ASX companies require a resident director, so I became oh. that person. So yeah, as I, I'd actually not thought about it as exporting per se previously, but but definitely the the idea of exporting knowledge and services, yes, yes, absolutely. Well, isn't that the, that's the new economy, right? <laughs> that is the new like economy. The new inter- <laughs> yeah, that's the new economy. I think what I tend to see is that a lot of people, you know, think a lot of too much just in physical. Right. Like, you know, is it a carrot or a potato or whatever? Right. And they're not valuing digital information services that much. Yeah. And you started a business of the kind of all about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Um, All right. So, okay. So, so yeah. what about your what about your new thing? Like, what are you so, what, like? What? Why did I? I don't know which I should ask first. Right. <laughs> what are you doing, or why are you doing it? Okay. Yeah. Well. So. Well. Well. Let's start with the what. Um, okay, so yeah. my my newest venture is actually with a group of um colleagues. Well, a couple of colleagues from from work and a colleague from Holt University in the UK. Um, we decided to create a small bespoke um a higher education, almost executive education um, style organization to do training for those people who want something at a postgrad level, but very much micro-credentialed and very bespoke. So um, let's say that is a tautology, isn't it? Very bespoke. But, but something where people can come in and ask us for very specific types of information or very specific training for individual organizations or mm. for groups um we actually had a meeting with someone the other day who was a federation of a, a group of organizations and and working with them to try to encourage growth in the industry not just in the specific organization that actually approached us to do it in the first place okay so they see their organization as part of this uh this word ecosystem or industry and they're like we yeah. we need to do that because this thing isn't going in the right direction or whatever does that sound wrong um a little bit not not quite the right direction there were, um essentially so it, it's looking at civil construction this one in particular um mm. and the person who approached me actually said i can see a need or i have a need in my organization for this particular type of training um from level a to level b and there's nothing available in the marketplace i like how that a to b. very specific right yeah <laughs> essentially yeah, like, how, how yeah. can you help we got to upskill we need there is a specific problem and we need to upskill yes. that uh that thing or whatever this that knowledge of, yeah this subset of people we need to upskill this subset of people with this knowledge in these areas and the idea being then we'll create a almost a core set of units which everyone can do and then really bespoke individual um modules <clears throat> which different which the different organizations or or different people can then tack on based mm. on their specific trade in this instance so whether they're plumbers or electricians or something um they right. can then they can then tack on something very specific let's say it's to do with workplace health and safety um, we'll focus and we can tailor those units a bit more specifically for these groups of all these groups of people. Mm, okay. All right. So this, um, uh, you are obviously a very talented person and, uh, you can choose to do anything you want. So why, why this, like what pulls you beyond uh, the money? And I'm assuming that this is a, um, this is a not, not it's not a not-for-profit it's prob it's a profit-making enterprise mm -hmm. so why choose this um um solving this problem uh and why go out on this limb so i think to answer that i need to give you a bit of context um or set a bit of context for you as well so i started out um not knowing what i wanted to do at university <clears throat> leaving high school going oh dear god Jumping into the big wide world, what am I going to do? Um, mm. And I, 
I actually sought the advice of both my parents at the time, who are accountants and a computer programmer by trade. Um, and both mum and dad basically said, well, if the world goes to shit, everyone needs an accountant. So I ended up studying accounting at university. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, I, it's not bad uh, advice. I studied accounting too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you don't know what to study. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was my theory. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know what to study angle, either. Sure. And it was like that was the minimum thing you knew you were going to get a job. And when I was yeah. finishing school, it was all about that. It was like get a job, yeah. get a job, get, get a job, job, get a job. job. Well, same job, with university, yeah. get a job, get a job, get a job. So, but so is it is it sorry? Can I interrupt? First of all, I yeah. want to say, uh, your mom, uh, in terms of her career, is how you and I met. Because we met yes. at that AICD thing, which is very yes. cool, right? And uh, and it was so great to get a chance to meet you there. And then um, I just want to ask one question, not segue away too far. Yeah. The gen current generation, is it less about get a job, get a job, get a job? No, I think it's still – actually, maybe it's more about – I think maybe it's even more about get a job, get a job, get a job. We have okay. yes, we've transitioned into the gig economy where um organizations or where um where people can do lots of different jobs all at the same time. Look, it's a generation, like it's but, a culture. But but, but that, I don't that, want to hijack this too much. Yeah. So yeah, okay. That cool. that generation is still is still required. Well, you need money to survive, right? So so everyone's it's it's how can you upskill in areas of need? Um, and I think, well, which is what you're doing. So back, back into to your with. back. Yeah. You're back into your thing, right? Like, yeah. do I need a four year degree to get the, the information that I need to do, a, uh, to get paid more to actually not to get paid more to increase my standard of living. Absolutely. Cause that's really and, what it's about. Right. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And for them, actually, this is actually interestingly being driven. This one in particular is actually interesting being driven by the organization, not by the people. So they're going, we actually need the individuals in our organization to have this knowledge. Because right. it's so, and, and to say that in a nice way, um, the skill set's not high enough. Yeah. And so we need to pay to upskill these people. Absolutely. That, are the people paying you or the organization paying you? Um, from what I'm going to understand, the organization will pay. And we'll is that an Australian with... only organ? Is that a, are you doing only Australian work? Or are you doing outside Australia work? So we're at we are hoping to go international. Um, particularly I know, but into like your UK. first client, are they? Our are you first teaching... client is is here. First client. Okay, here. so you'll be educating Australian citizens yep, based in Australia, based in based in Tasmania, even at the moment. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and and then uh, and then this organization it will be funding their education. Yes, yes. Because so, they, so they either want them their to... employer, either yeah. their employer or or the industry a body will fund it. Yes. Okay. Um, cool. All right. Here's a funny question for you. If I told you you were not allowed to do this, okay. Would, yeah. What would you do instead? Oh. Look, I'd. Given I've got my finger in several pies, I'd yeah. probably keep pursuing one of the other pies, to be honest right. with you. Are um, they are they lined up with this same education theme? No, not really, actually. So my, my other, as I, as I was saying earlier, my other organization is this corp secretary. Um, oh, right, secret, yeah. Secretarial work. Um, so I more recently, I've had a couple of organizations approach me. They want to break into the Australian market. Um, and so they need and or want an Australian company 
with a resident yeah. director. And so that's the services I'm providing. And is that coming from Europe, the US, or where are they coming um, from? Asia? So actually, interestingly, one's coming from Asia, the other one's coming from um, the UK. Got it. Yeah, cool. All right. So the um, back on the um, the new business that you're starting, mm. yeah, like you can, you've got all these other options, you can do whatever. Uh, what is there something that kind of drives you beyond uh, just the money part of it? Like, uh, you know, because I was having this conversation with, so with somebody yesterday and a little bit my wife today. And um, and then and I was at this event, uh, too, where someone was talking about like food and how people on low income were potentially going out to get food um, in a way that was more kind of like it was a luxury type thing. So I think it's easy to get confused between kind of a survival move and a luxury move. It's like Marie Antoinette is like, let them eat cake. And I was like, yeah. dude, you do not understand what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So um, what's the um, what's the what's the thing that really drives you at the core beyond the, the luxury money part of it? If you if I can put it that way. I think ever since because. Ever since I've become an educator, I've loved both the interaction with the people as well as, say, knowing within myself, maybe that's that sounds a bit ambiguous, but knowing that I'm making a positive impact um, and knowing that, say, everyone hopes they have a legacy, right? <laughs> but but whether, whether that's making billions of dollars and and doing something or whether that's actually touching the lives of people i think is still impact um and hopefully by my other education but more the other work i do as an educator um i'm really able to help um the people of tasmania or australia and further afield in this instance um because i think that's what really grows society that's what's going to move us into the future is is the ability to upskill and we see technology growing at an amazing and astounding rapid growth rate at the moment and so the ability to not left not get left behind by a lot of people i think also um really helps me to put it into perspective some of the things and some of the resources that a lot of people don't have access to um and how i can provide these or how i can help to upskill people enough so they can use the resources they have and or um have access to yeah that makes a lot of sense um and we're looking at this hero's journey model right i think you're doing that kind of for the same reason that david walsh lets tasmanians into the mona for free he feels yeah. like it's unfair Absolutely. That makes sense, actually. Not thought, no. not thought about it that way, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I think the, I mean, I think the reason that you do it for beyond the money is you, is maybe you feel at the core, like, like other people feel. And I think like everybody feels sometimes is that something's not fair. And you're trying to use your skill set to balance that out. Yeah. I, I think that uh, I don't know if maybe not fair is too harsh a uh, 
a phrase, but I think definitely that those that want to upskill and those that um, want to be able to use the resources that are being made available to them and gain the capabilities in order to do so, um, those are the people that you try and touch. Um, a bit well, like, you're picking it. You're, you're choosing a segment. Yes. It's, right. It's, and you're going like, I can help. There's, you know, you got A to Z, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, like totally unfair to like mega, mega billionaire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then it's like, you know, which, where, where, where are you going to work on the left? Yes. Probably look, probably to be honest, slightly left to the center. In that yeah, case. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you work more on the yeah, less fair than that. It's, it's, it's the, between, the it's between fair, that right? left yeah, of the yeah. center to. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if we look at this hero's journey model and you got all the billionaires in position B, right? Yeah. And, you know, people that have more than they need and a luxury. Yeah. And then you draw the line and, you know, you got people fighting every day for survival. It sounds to me like you're more likely to work on the A side than the B side. Yeah, agreed. You at least try, at least but you don't want to get you don't want to get stuck into the A side. No, no. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, which is difficult. Right. Yes. Oh, an altruistic personality is 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 a trait, and and once you've got a trait, you you, you can't let go of it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that conflict, right? Yeah, yeah. David Walsh does it pretty well, and and he jokes around a lot about, uh, you know, we're going to charge like an exorbitant amount for this ridiculously funny uh, thing, right? And then he uh, turns around and does something like lets everybody free into Mona, who's Tasmanian. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Pretty clever, yeah. Yeah, so getting that balance right can be really tricky, right? Yeah, and yeah, I agree. And I think that that's where I say more recently than than what I've been doing um, with this education institution in terms of joining the board of startup Taz. Yeah, um, I wanted to I ask think, about that. Yeah, I'm I glad you brought that up. That, for it. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly, where this yeah. segues in really well because yeah, right. it allows me to almost have fingers in both pies um, and help small fledgling organizations um, start up in the Tasmanian ecosystem um, and grow in our um, and grow what what we have here, whether it's for Tasmania, whether it's from Tasmania. Um, mm. And I think the ability for students or for these small, not students, sorry, the ability for these um, fledgling organizations to use knowledge and to grow um, incubator style or whatever um, mm. style that they're going to use, I think will really help not only those individuals, but also those those people that actually want want to grow, want to change. Yeah, for, for want sure. To, totally agree. Want, yeah, right. want to make something from test that, that they've done but helps grow in, into the rest of the world. Yeah, agreed. So you, I guess, I kind of just want to get some, uh, I think we probably don't disagree on what I'm going to put on the table here, which is uh, before we go, I want to ask you a quick, quick question. Any idea what's going on with the Startup Tasmania domain and the web server? And I think it's a great example that uh, when there are public resources, it can be really confusing to share and work on them. Yes, I agree. Yeah? Um, right. So I even think... though, even and if we're looking at this uh, this 
Wizard of Oz story model, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we can both agree on the problem. Yep. Right? Absolutely. We can both agree on the goal, right? Yep. And we can fight like cats and dogs how we're going to do it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And when you get into a public situation, uh, if you take every vote into account, uh, it, it can be really tough to impossible to kind of agree on on yes, what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Yes, Sorry, not we even live what in a democratic society. How we're going to do it? Yeah, agree, yeah. And and we have the notion of groupthink from from a from a um educated perspective. We 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 also have this notion of groupthink and and growing what and or latching on to um the majority of what the majority is saying. Um, but for I sure. Think... So let me interrupt one second though. What's wild, I think, is happening is that because not everything is a vote like 51%, right? And then it's just like, yeah. okay, fine, right? What seems to be happening is the loudest, the squeakiest wheel is like the louder vote. Absolutely. So we're going to go with that. Absolutely. You, the, right? the That's a, that is a minority. weird thing about this democracy that you just talked about or this equitable decision-making in a public thing. It's mm -hmm. like the person that tells the best story is the one that's going to kind of uh, sway the audience and then move it along. Yeah, sorry, absolutely. I interrupted there. No, that's fine. Yeah. And, and and look, I don't, I, I absolutely agree with you. The question is, how do you, whether it's for start Taz, whether it's for my um, the, this new uh, Malted the education organization that we've created, how do you use that or create and then use that story in order to help people to grow? Yeah, agreed. Those are two, yeah. and I just want to be really clear. My understanding is those are two completely different animals, and that one is a private organization. Yep. And the other is a public 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 Certainly. organization, and the skill set that you need to um, to create value, especially exponential value, in the two things, I think is completely different. Yes, I would agree with that. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why Startup Taz actually has traditionally not created much, if any, value. And it's really hard to create exponential value in a public organization. Yeah, look, it's been one less than a week. So I'll let you know when I find out. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I, I guess what I'm trying to do is just offer a little bit of uh, two and a half year experiential yeah. understanding. And we were joking about that where... Um, and if we just ignore Startup Tasmania at all, mm -hmm. right, uh, an AICD will tell you uh, never join a board if you don't know the people on it. Yes. Which I did. And then it becomes like married at first sight. Like, you know, how do you how do you have like a business marriage of some sort with people that you never met or know? And how do you trust one another to actually do anything of any uh, exponential risk value if you don't know or trust them yet? Does that make sense? Well, Yes, but I think that comes back to a trust and b authenticity. If if you as an this again personal feelings here, but no. if you as an individual go in as your authentic self to do what you have said you will do, and you trust that everyone else in this instance on the board and and in the and in the organization will do exactly that as well, then you've got no problems. It's only when people don't 
fulfill those requirements or, or all that sort of stuff is when you run into issues. But then are those the type of people that you want in your organization? Um, and I think I agree when you say there is a difference between public and private in, in that from a democratic perspective, yes, everyone needs to vote and and how we how we grow that. But to be able to create a story, a shared vision, a shared narrative for an organization is as um, important as doing it for an individual. Well, I agree, completely agree with that. And so then it's like for a public organization, who's going to um, to invest the, the the time and the energy into that required to do it? Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I'm, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I want you to succeed uh, because I, as a potential customer or existing customer of Startup Tasmania, I want you to succeed so that I can get some help. Right. But uh, I think it's pretty challenging to um, uh, to to create alignment because that's what's easier to do in the private business is create alignment. Absolutely. And and actually, we even noted the other day that something I think we think we need to do first is to really understand or, or even recreate the strategy for the organization and understand what people like you as clients want and need and and how we can help to facilitate that um, moving into the next 12, 24, 36 months in particular. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, I, I attempted to do that and failed. Like that whole idea of recreate the strategy. And, um, you know, I didn't have the skill set to do it. And, uh, you know, uh, that's the reality of it. So I do want to, um, uh, I do hope, that um, that you guys can um, make some material progress because I think it's been a real struggle for a lot of people for for a long time, like I think five or eight years at least. Okay. Um, where people have gone through there like a washing machine, and it's and it's I think it's not fun and it's not healthy actually. I think it's really been unhealthy for a lot of people. So I hope you guys can uh, can change that. And as if a, you ever want to have... chat about it along the way, and yeah. I can operate like as your straw man customer, right, in Northwest Tasmania, uh, I'm happy to do that, you know, um, like I'm doing now and maybe, you know, I'm mm. not in this public type of environment. Yeah. As, and look, as I say, given it's only been a week, <laughs> yeah. I think I my standards need to, are high. <laughs> need, need to, um, we need to really understand what we need to do first so that we can then think about short-term goals and wins and then a longer-term strategic perspective. Um, okay, cool. All but, right. Look, I didn't I didn't know that uh, we would get to this point in the conversation, but I can't I kind of I kind of feel like I want to try asking this question, which okay. is everyone will tell you in startup culture define the problem that you solve. Of course. Isn't is is that not the first thing that everyone tells you to do? Yes, you need to find a situation. So you find a situation to work out what the problem is in that situation, so that then you can attempt to come up with a solution to that problem. Okay. Uh, no argument. So, um, my mother always taught me necessity is the mother of invention. Absolutely. 
which I, I think that that's a really great um, yep. um, truism. The same. And I, I mean, I literally, I heard that like starting when I like could understand the words in English, I think, right? Yeah. Um, not that I paid attention, but I, yeah. I heard it, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, this, you know, they say that like, um, you know, the reason that uh, Elon's trying to go to Mars is he's got, like he wanted a car because he had some problem or it was his own goal or whatever, right? So people solve their own problems. Great entrepreneurs solve their own problems, mm -hmm. right? So one of the things that I, one of the reasons I think I joined Startup Tasmania is because I had a commercial problem of my own that I wanted to solve. And I was like, well, this is an organization that I can potentially use as a tool to help solve my own problem. Yes. So what? And how would you define that problem? In what context? <laughs> For yourself. Like, did um, you join? Did you join Startup Tasmania to not solve a problem of your own? Yeah, no, I don't think I joined Startup Tas to actually solve a problem of my own. Well, okay. only, only vicariously, because I. So think tell me about the vicariously I, part. I, I think that, as a member of society in Tasmania, some of Tasmania's problems are my problems. Yeah. Um, and so I think, again, coming back to that altruism or altruistic nature and wanting to help grow myself and mm -hmm. grow Tasmania or grow mm -hmm. Tasmanians, I think that forms part of that narrative. Um, mm -hmm. If I can help others, I'm, I'm sure I'll help myself. Um, and by I, I think by joining startup Taz will help grow will help maybe flourish some new um organizations or some new startups or some new sole traders or, or even turning into multinationals um mm -hmm. that that we're able to do from our own backyard um i've yeah. been very lucky or i am very lucky that um on the committee with me i have um a couple of people who have come from startups um, change for change and and Atlassian as well. Yeah, yeah. And they've so got I, that experience. So, so I think um, they've got that experience. You've got, you've heard that term trickle down. Yes, of course. Uh, I think we're also talking about evaporate up. Like if you help these people that are struggling, then that's going to help you too. Like they're going to transfer some value back up to you in the yeah. cloud. Yeah, knowledge knowledge transfer is always going both ways. Certainly. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I'm I'm on as much of a journey as they are, really. <laughs> of course, yeah, no doubt. I mean, if you're part of that organization, uh, yeah, there's a relationship in place, you know, and how yeah. well that relationship works or doesn't work, you know, is um, uh, matters. I I think. So I tend to think of the problem that you're solving is that people are startups are disconnected period in Tasmania. But I think the other problem too is that that I that I see and I'm curious to hear what you think is that startups get so actually don't they get paid commercial disrespect. Okay. That's gonna fail. I have given I'm quite again very new mm. to the scene. I yeah. I don't have any experience with that. Mm. Um so I can't really comment on that. So 
it it's one of these things that I uh, if that is the case, and not to say it is or it isn't, but if that is the case, I think that maybe it's a culture problem. Maybe then we can try and change some of the culture around it. Well, there is this thing I saw this morning when I was kind of doing some notes with you. Vinod Kosla, uh, you know, who's a really who's one of the most famous VC guys in Silicon Valley. You know Kosla, right? No, not on top of my head. Yeah. Um, he was uh, one of the original founders of Sun Microsystems, okay. and uh, you know is is um, is like a, yeah he's an investor in OpenAI and all this stuff I think. Yep. Anyway, he said the team you build is the company you build. I would agree with that. Yeah, me too. And uh, and I heard you putting together your private team, you know, with a person from UTAS, people from UTAS, and I think you mentioned a person from Holt University. Yeah, I think that it's probably not uh, a bad addition to add, swap the word in there. The culture you build is the company you build. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, because the team has has a certain culture, right? Yes. Yeah, and so I would say the same thing with Startup Taz, which is the culture you build is the organization you build. Does that sound wrong? Like, what do you think about that? And and that's informed by the team you build. So absolutely. Well, I completely agree. I would I would even use a stronger word, informed. That the team you build determines the culture you build. Like you don't have a choice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is true. <laughs> um, right. Yes. Although, look, changing company culture. I, I teach strategy and I teach culture at UTAS. Um, and so changing company culture is something that can be, it's difficult, but it can be done. Um, but, but definitely, particularly with startups and with small organizations, um, knowing, trusting, and um, being able to have open, frank conversations with the people that you're going to work with is something that any organization needs, particularly a yeah. startup. Well, that I that I agree with. Like you know, in a large organization, right? If you take a Qantas or a West, like a bank or whatever, right? Yep. Um, the cost of not being honest from the top down is much less risky than like you know, two or three person organization. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like, having you can't you can't like, afford you can't afford to lie. Right? <laughs> Have having said that, hmm. looking at today's Mercury. Um, there's a really interesting report about TAS networks, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that that yeah that speaks volumes to what we're saying here. Tell me about that, but I want to inject first with TAS networks is not going out of business. No, of course not. Uh, if a startup is not being honest between the founders, it won't make it to next week. No, no, that is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. So tell me about tell me the story about oh, the, the, the new favorite thing. Um, there was an article today which basically talks about the there was a culture survey done at Taz Networks, which was a little more, um, how shall I put it, detrimental to the leadership at Taz Networks than they probably first thought or in business it should be. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's hard to hear the truth, right? Yeah, but particularly when you've got rose-colored glasses on. 
Yeah, well, I think that's a big problem uh, these days is that it's not that social media, the way it works, it's that now that everybody's allowed to say what they think, right? Or has the tool to say it. Has the tool to say it. I don't know if they should, but has the tools to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seems like a pretty confusing time um, as people kind of work out how to use this different new tool. Yeah. So tell me, uh, forgive me if I hijacked the, the conversation a little bit <laughs> too much to kind of uh, something that I'm, I'm um, uh, passionate and uh, and keen to see work. And I appreciate you stepping into that role and breach and, and making it better yeah, and giving it a try. Um, so what um, if you could snap your fingers and change any anything that you would like to uh, when it comes to um, business culture in Tasmania, then what would that be? That's mm. a very good question. At least I ask one. And and the type of thing, uh, you know, you deserve time to think about it because it's a big question. And ideally, or maybe it's the type of thing like where it's a problem that you're that you are suffering from now, like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. And it's like if you could snap your fingers and have that thing literally just disappear and be gone. Actually, how do you think, describe? I it? think I could yeah. answer that question for you. Actually, Good. I would. I would say if there was one thing I could do, and and hopefully this is why I'm doing it, but but if there's one thing that I could do would be to allow every to give everyone the opportunity to gain the knowledge that they need in order to progress in their small business. Okay. And right. I think so that's a goal. That's a goal. Yeah. Yeah. So if if I could snap my fingers, it would be so that everyone has access to knowledge. Yeah. And all the required skills and 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 resources that they need in order to grow and progress their business. Well, and and, and I appreciate that. Um, so the problem, because of what the question is asking, is the problem. How would you describe the problem that you want to solve? Because that's the goal. Well, I think the like if I'm one of those people, right, and you say to me, Adam, I want you to have this all the knowledge that you would need to, to be X or yep. not X, Y, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, that would be the goal. Yes. So how would you um, describe the problem that's preventing that from happening? I think it's the, or the disaggregation of knowledge and all resources currently. I speak in particular as a really interesting startup um, up north, which looks at helping other startups. Um, so they're in the um, alcohol industry, mm. and all they do is they do training for other people who want to start up in the alcohol industry on exactly how to go and brew and ferment, and then how to get all the licenses you need and how to set what you need to set up and and capital and funding and all this sort of stuff. And and that's the, that's what they're for. They're there to educate people who want to educate. Join. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, they're there to educate people who want to join the alcohol industry. And I would say that's kind of what we're trying to do for startups. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Limited, I, we've we've yeah. not limited our scope in that same way, but we're doing a very similar function. Well, I, I, I would, what do you think about this one word 
definition of the problem. I'm not sure it's the best, but maybe it's not bad. People are confused. There's confusion about where to get this information. I would you use that term disaggregated. Yeah. It's all over the place, yeah. right? Which is what yes. Google did with search, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, they re-aggregated everything, certainly. Yeah. Um, and in, in a way, um, that's what this alcohol training startup is doing, which is yeah. saying, you know, this is a course, right? Yes. So I think as a major trend, what I'm seeing in the marketplace is, is that more and more um, people are saying, I don't want the whole pie. I just want this slice that's going to take me six weeks instead of six years or, or whatever. Yeah. And I just want this piece. Where do I buy that? And then you're like, hey, we're going to offer that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's identifying that slice and then um, bespoke creating unique yeah. um, offerings in order to meet that slice. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and um, so I want to make sure to preserve your time and uh, uh, and hopefully we're not done, but I think we're kind of getting to a point where um, I do need to let you go. I mean, what do you um, what do you want um, people to hear uh, in terms of you know your because you've got as you said you've got a lot of different things going on. Um, you are a you're teaching at UTES. Mm -hmm. You just joined the board of Startup Tasmania. Um, you've got uh, a, a number of different private businesses that are um, uh, already running for quite a number of years, and then you're growing more, right? So you're That's you're good. creating positive change in the Tasmanian commercial and 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 university ecosystem and education ecosystem, yeah. Uh, I guess the one of the reasons I ask this question over and over is that ideally, uh, when people listen to this, they say, actually, I I have that problem, too. I'm working on it. Uh, you want to work on it together. Mm, absolutely. Yeah? So that's why I think it's probably useful to have you define it, because maybe somebody be like, hey, uh, I have an idea here. Why don't we work on this? So if you were going to talk to the people that are that are. Um, that are that are suffering from the same problem that you're trying to solve that you're suffering from and solve too and then they hear that and call you up they're not going to call you up and be like give you another problem they're going to give you a solution or, or an idea for a solution so that's why i keep pushing on it um, what would you want to say actually, to those people right now actually i kind of almost had the opposite i'd actually say What's your come come to me with your problem? Let's find a solution together. Look, I agree with that. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> because... what a, a yeah. If you don't know what the problems are, then how do you even start solving them? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So but, so that would be my, you know what though. Yeah. Hang on one second. Hang on one second though. <laughs> I talked to this consultant here once in Tasmania, and I was and I said to this person, I'm like, hey, what problem do you want to work on together? Right. And this person was like, well, I don't have a problem. And I was like, so I have a problem. You only want to work on my problem. And my problem's not your problem. I'm like, hmm. how does that feel? Well, obviously, the, the other person is not going to have the same passion 
or drive. Exactly. Um, but but if I was to define a problem that I've got, I think from my personal experience, it's it is that um, lack or that that disaggregation of information, particularly for startups. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to find yeah. the information yeah, for yeah. myself. That's the north south my... thing in Tasmania. Yeah, and for south, right? Own, like we are so problems. we're so such a small state, and we're completely disconnected. Um, and I think the ability for me to find the information that I need to help my small business is probably actually going to be the same, if not very similar, to the information that most other people are going to need of course when when you when you do your own startups or when when whoever creates a startup so why don't we solve that problem together yeah i'm I'm with you which is why i think you're on the board of startup taz too right that's that's the goal yeah yeah great (laughs) i I, I'm, i'm sure that the information i'm almost positive the information is out there it's how do we package it up with a neat little bow for people yeah. to actually effectively use it. Yeah, agreed. So there's a search process in there. I mean, I, I have a question. I mean, is it wrong for me to say that, like where I was pushing this consultant saying, um, look, um, I want I want to define a big problem that we're working on. Yep. Uh, we might not even solve it. Maybe we'll just shrink it or like hunger, make it go away for a day and then it'll come back. But we'll, we'll you know, we'll keep working on it. And and if you can't solve that, then it seems like the consultants there only for the money. True. Is that is that unfair? Um, no, I would agree to some extent with that. Um, but then you, what you you but you, you don't, don't get hide, like a but, problem align. You don't alignment is all about money. Like I'm only here for the money. And as soon con- as you stop paying me money, I'm out. You don't hire a consultant if you don't have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, but ideally, you've got the the consultant that you've hired has has the problem too, so they have they're 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 also forced to solve it, and so then you're risk sharing the capital required in order to solve that problem. Actually, I, I would shift, I would change that very slightly, and I would actually say the consultant I hired has had the problem and has solved it. I mean, that's obviously in a perfect world, but if you take a problem like climate change or hunger, yeah, I mean that's and that's recurring. All these macro things, yes, that's that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it comes down to kind of like you know, there's pay, people pay consultants, and then people convince investors to make capital investments, right? Yes. But as you know, this is only about net present value of money, right? Yep. And so investors get kind of a little bit more focused when they say, well, I can only invest in that if um, if I'm on the journey and that I have that problem too. Otherwise, I can't allocate the risk capital to this problem-solving exercise because if I allocate it to something else, then I won't solve my own problem. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And or have some personal alignment with yeah, yeah, whatever problem alignment. you're trying to solve. Yeah, certainly. agreed. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I think uh, I find a lot of alignment with you, which is I think you and I see a lot of the same problems. And 
And the first way that we can invest in that is by talking about it on this podcast. So I really appreciate that. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, look, I think, um, what, is there anything else you want to, um, what else do you want to say to wrap it up? I, I do want to keep this one yeah, look, uh, I do short have another and sweet. Meeting that has started. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, what do you want to, what do you want to leave with here? Uh, and, um, and then ideally, you know, we'll come back on over time and maybe you'll let me interview you after a year on the board of Startup Taz and your other stuff. But what do you want to leave people with to uh, to end? I would say that particularly for startups and well, whether it's whether it's looking at education and and industry or, or you, even your organizational needs, whether it's if you're a startup and you're looking to grow or whether it's you're an organization that, that needs directors or nominee directors or, or whatever the case may be, looking at my three my three pies currently, um, it, come to me with your problems. Mm. Tell Excellent. me what your problem is, because if I can help solve it, that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah define the <laughs> problem so we can understand if and how to yep. work on it together or not. Yeah, yeah, yep. good. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, Alistair, uh, as I said, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, I'll wish you a great day. And I know you got a meeting that's running right now. So I'll let you get going. <laughs> Cheers. Have a great afternoon. Okay. Thanks. See ya. Bye. 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 Well, thanks so much to Alistair for sharing his invaluable time to educate me as a listener about his unique experience in the Tasmanian startup ecosystem, which includes his role of teaching culture and strategy at the University of Tasmania. And like you, I want Alistair to succeed in his role on the board of Startup Tasmania. It's really important for people like me who live in a rural part of Northwest Tasmania where it's physically difficult to connect with other business people because we live so far apart. And I clearly heard Alistair say that the best way for me or you'd help him is to do what I just did. Let Alistair know what, the, what problem prevents us from growing our business or startup in Tasmania. Now this approach, problem definition, has made a huge amount of sense to me for a very long time because I heard it a very long time ago from the king of category design, Christopher Lockhead, who said this, the person who best defines the problem has the best chance to solve the problem. So to make it as easy as possible for you to do what Alistair has thoughtfully suggested, I've put his contact details in the show notes. Define your problem, and email it to Alistair. Thanks for listening, and like Alistair, I hope to hear more clearly defined problems so that I can try to help solve them too by discussing them on the Milk Road podcast. Thanks very much.